You're listening to Flying Casual, a Star Wars podcast. Here's your host, Michael Canterbury. Ho, 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 it's almost life day. I mean Christmas. Are you guys excited? Stoked. Like I, you, I'm like a giddy child. It's like Christmas Eve, but it's like every day is Christmas Eve. For until, Star Wars. Until the rise of Skywalker. Yeah. Are you feeling that way too, Holly? I'm feeling excited. But not as excited as I feel like as I am. No, I am. Is that fair? Maybe it just doesn't feel like it's real. It doesn't feel like it's real. But it will on Thursday. It will on Thursday. Luke, does it feel like this is the end of a saga? Is Not it in surreal? the slightest. It seems like we're at the top of a roller coaster hill mm. about to go down, but there's like there's many more hills to follow. Can, can I ask you guys a question? Actually, you know what? I'm going to save it for Hyperspace Inquiries. Oh. Spoiler for that. We do have another installment of Hyperspace Inquiries. Um, but before we get to that, guys, I got to ask, is your Christmas shopping done, Holly? No. Uh, no. You know you got, like, not that many days, right? It's fine. It's Amazon fine. Prime Amazon has, like, Prime. one day delivery. Luke, are you got the, those Christmas presents ordered? I mean, you have two kids now. I mean, does the does the little one even know yet that she's not getting anything for her first Christmas? <laughs> yeah, we debated like, what is it even worth it to get her stuff? But uh, we got my son to get her some stuff that's from Aww, her, so that's cute. he got that's to do adorable. that. Yeah. Very cool. So you have it all done? Uh, yeah, pretty much. I think we'll see. <laughs> Heck yeah! Heck yeah! Always some last-minute presents. I've got to do some last-minute shopping myself. I hope all of you guys are out there beating the crowds, getting what the, If you've waited this long, they're probably sold out of whatever it is you were going to look for. Right, Holly? I mean, you had a similar instance recently. Yeah. With every, almost everything. Well, yeah. Not yeah. even just that, but, like, Secret Santa at work. I was oh, like, yeah. oh, this will be so easy. No, yeah. it's not. You better find a gift gone. to re-gift. Everything's gone. Yeah, absolutely. Gift to re-gift. You just see Michael standing in line, force-pushing people out of the way. That's, you know what, that's, you know what, that's also somehow related to one of my hyperspace inquiries. So, you know what, thanks for spoiling that. Um, well, folks, welcome to episode 14 of Flying Casual. Is that, is that correct? That's that's correct. We're past lucky number 13. Thank God, because apparently 13 is not so lucky. If we're talking Are hotels. Super, I mean, if you're superstitious. High, high rises, yeah, which you know I am. Um, I think For I sure. actually believe in every superstition, you know, mystery there is. You know, ghosts, aliens, uh, Squatch. I mean, are you guys with me? You name it. Luke, Luke, are you a believer? I mean, in everything? Or you have? are you a believer in aliens, at least? I'm open to the possibilities. Come on. I like an open-minded man. Holly, how about you? I know you're a big Squatch fan. Oh, Sasquatch 100%. Yeah, you, you recently in the capital of of the squatch evergreen alabama evergreen alabama where supposedly they've had the most sightings i guess so they have a giant sasquatch statue when you Ooh. come into town what's what's That's exciting that is exciting what's the probability that any of our listeners are from those parts of alabama well if they are i need to know well <laughs> send us an email because we, <laughs> we have 
after hour stuff to talk about that Send isn't Star your, Wars related. Uh, your photos of Sasquatch that you've taken. Well, you know what? I think they probably have had quite a few sightings, but I've had personal encounters and there's been a lot of sightings in southeast Ohio of Sasquatch? where my relatives are from. So was it a Wookiee or was it actually really Squatch? Well, that's also debatable. Is it really Chewbacca's, you know, species down here relocating? I, I mean, Luke, I, I don't know about you, but I believe that George Lucas somehow, you know, lived this story in Star Wars and came to our planet and is telling us this story. So is it possible that Kashyyyk and its resources have been completely deprived and they're now moving to Earth to read? They to relocated to Hawking County, Ohio. I, I think you just wrote a new movie there. <laughs> <laughs> Copyright it. The Squatch Chronicles, um, a Wookiee story, right? Yes. I think that's a decent decent pitch that would be amazing a decent pitch well we'll see what we can we can get done with lucasfilm uh, but yeah so I, a lot of stuff going on there in southeast ohio um some alien sightings also some squatch sightings so if you're looking for a good time go to southeastern ohio particularly the logan lancaster area um full of squatch anyway squatchy af folks you're here for star wars not you know mystery hour um with uh squatch master michael canterbury but you are listening to a star wars podcast so please don't be confused if you're just tuning in now it is star wars um with a little bit of squatch theory that I comes mean, in and out it could be the mystery hour <laughs> we just that's what all of our theories territory. are that's true i th actually i think my squatch theories are probably better than my star wars theories are they probably Probably. Maybe all of them are better than the Snoke theories. Yeah, well, yeah. Steel Wars told us they all suck. So I've I've believed that. I guess that you have to believe one. it. Yeah, I agree. But you're here for Star Wars, and if you're here for Star Wars, you probably know that Episode Nine comes out in four days. We are recording Sunday evening, but that means we have Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday night. Holly and I have 6.30 tickets at Marcus Theaters to see the final installment of the Skywalker story. I'm going to do my damnedest not to say anything to Luke. I'm just going to block him for that <laughs> night so I can't send him anything. No one can ruin anything for him. And then he's going to see it um, Friday. We're actually all going to go see it as a family Friday morning. Oh, casual fam. And once again, I'm going to duct tape my mouth. Just just to confirm, so you're yeah. not, yes, yeah. you're yeah. not going to accidentally <laughs> butt dial Luke on Thursday night from the movie theater. Yeah. Luke, if you get a phone call from Michael on Thursday night, yeah. do not answer. It's like a FaceTime call. He's like, why is Mike FaceTiming? And it's just my ass. And it's me talking <laughs> about how awesome the Rise of Skywalker was. And Luke's like, wait, what? Turn it off. Turn it off. Turn it off. This butt is saying crazy stuff. <laughs> I don't want to hear it. Something about, you, you know. know that, yeah. that also means that Luke's going to have to stay off the internet for like 12 yeah, hours. I think he already has. Luke, you've been doing a good job of staying away from any spoilers, yeah. TV spots. I don't go on the internet a ton to begin with, so I'm pretty safe. This is the only time he's on the internet right now is Skype. <laughs> so he's, he's, he's... I just break into somebody's house, get on the internet to do flying casual, and then... Tiptoe out. My, That's why we have to business. record so late, actually, is Luke has to go to the neighbor's house, sneak in, and keep it quiet for a little bit, and he sneaks right back He's out. like a cat burglar, but for internet. Yeah, yeah, he's not even going to steal anything other than your bandwidth. 
Wow. <laughs> <Phrasing>. <laughs> Sounds bad. But also so, so good. Um, Moving on. So we're at uh, four days. I, I can't even profit. Uh, I can't even process it. Prophesize it. I mean, maybe. All of the above. I can't process it. It's just like I told you. It, it feels like every day is Christmas. And I'm just like, is it here yet? 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 And as much as I was excited for The Mandalorian, that's kind of toned down a little bit. But it's not holding me over. It's just not. Yeah. I've got to see this movie. It's going to be epic. But um, but we do have a Mandalorian to talk about. We have episode six. And let me come out front and say, I really enjoyed it. And I, I can already tell. I Here's the thing. I already know Holly's opinion, and we're going to hear it in a second. But Holly and Luke tend to agree with each other a lot. So I'm going to go out on a limb and say this wasn't Luke's favorite episode. Luke? The... The biggest feeling I had at the end of it was disappointment that <laughs> it didn't. No, wait, wait. Disappointment that it didn't follow up on the prior episode's yeah. tease at the end. Mm-hmm. Right. I thought we were going to get a direct continuation of that. Yeah. And so, if you look at this episode in a vacuum, I think it was it was fun and there was some cool stuff. But I thought six, seven, eight uh, episodes would be more focused on the the larger plot, yeah. the larger through line of the story, especially with the ending of, of five being that kind of tease or yeah. not quite cliffhanger. But uh, so that was like the feeling I was left with just like, no, we, we didn't get, we didn't get that. But at the same time, uh, I really loved a lot of the, like the characters that were introduced. Uh, the dude who, it, like I know a lot of people are into all the, the folks who went on the action trip and, and, you know, did all the fighting and things, yeah. but the, like the character I think I love the most was, uh, the leader of the yeah. gang. Yeah. Uh, he was just like the, the, one of the funniest and like most cool characters of the episode. I thought he's the guy who just sends them off on the mission and, uh, sits there and waits for him to come back. It just, he, he brings a level of realness. I, I don't know what it is. He, he's that way in every role that he's in. He's, I, I, it's almost like when they brought uh, Woody Harrelson in for a solo. I know exactly how Woody Harrelson's going to be in every single movie, like this kind of reluctant hero or whatever. And this guy is just so good at just being this kind of cool, calm, and collective Real bad casual. guy. Yeah, he would be great on this podcast. He would be you great. You got to reach out to him and I see if he'll come might. on for an interview. I actually think he might, actually, too. Yeah. We'll see. We'll I, see. I, you, you, I, I know where you stand but share with us what what did you think of chapter six the prisoner i just i come on don't hold back <laughs> i don't want to make a lot of people mad oh no, you're not making anyone mad i just like wasn't a big fan of it mm-hmm. i didn't really like the feel of it and i feel like we're jumping around too much i don't really feel the continuity yeah i don't we just keep meeting all these characters which i did actually write down a couple notes while we were watching yes. it last night and that was something that i thought a lot about how I feel like we're meeting all these people and then they're in our life for one episode and then they're yeah. all gone, which I guess is kind of how it works in the Mandalorian's world. Yeah. You you don't stick around these people. It's a very lonely thing. But at the same time, I kind of want another character to feel a connection to, I think. Yeah. And we only have two episodes left. And I just wasn't very yeah. impressed. I also... Uh, I guess this is the time that Luke and I will not agree. This is this doesn't happen often. So no, I just I couldn't really 
connect a lot with any of the characters. I didn't really yeah. like them. They kind of creeped me out, which I know was what they were supposed to do. Yeah. But I kind of, they made me uncomfortable to a point where I just didn't really want to watch them interact with each other. Yeah, I mean, especially the, the lady Twilik. I did not like her. I mean, she was like a, a I don't know if this will, you know, if this will kind of stick with Luke or not. I don't know how big of a DC fan he is, but like a Harley Quinn. That's, like That's what I compared her to. Times 10. Like, yeah. I mean, I, I, she made Harley Quinn look mild. Right, I mean, yeah. and Harley Quinn's pretty pretty out, out there. there. Um, but yeah, I I agree with that a little bit. And and here's the here's the crazy thing. Typically, when these episodes aren't really like, you know, kind of molding in with each other, they don't feel like the prior episode. Typically, I'm like, oh, it's taking me out of it a lot. For some reason, this episode just hit the nail on the head for me. I don't know why it was. It just it was so different from everything that's been done. But it worked for me this time. But like in episode four, it didn't. Yeah. So it's just. And we were opposite there, I think. Starting to learn a lot about us. Starting (laughs) Um, to learn that we're not seeing eye to eye all the time. (laughs) That's okay, though. I did like Bill Burr. I thought he did. I freaking loved Bill Burr. I think that he brought that comedy to this episode that I think that episode would have been a lot different if we hadn't have had Bill Burr. You almost expect him. I was expecting some more jokes out of him, but like we got the big one where he's talking about his accuracy. He's like, I'm not a stormtrooper, you ass, or whatever, something oh, like that. I thought you were going to say the big one was the Gungan one. Oh, yeah. the Gungan. Maybe right. you saw Gungan you're in right. there. Right. Which was like. <laughs> that was the big one for me. No, you're, I forgot about that one. I But I kind of expected like even more of that. It kind of, it was, it was a little heavy in the front, but then in the back, it kind of. I mean, he was terrified and it was kind of all going downhill for him. So, but yeah, I, I enjoyed him. Which I think maybe there's some people out there that really didn't, they're not liking these kind of bigger names coming into these roles. But this one worked for me, and it was cool that they could tap into his humor because it worked. Mm-hmm. But I mean, like, the the beginning of the episode and the end of the episode were just very different. You kind of had this comedic, like, almost like a, we talked about Solo when we were watching it. it had that Solo vibe, we got a job, we're getting the crew together. And then the last half was just like horror, like it was like yeah. it had that horror vibe. Luke, were you were you getting was that you were you feeling that too? Yeah, definitely. I think that was pretty overt with the way the the color scheme of the whole episode changed. Yeah. That I mean, it was like I said, put the ship on kind of lockdown from the control room. Yeah, and so like, all the lighting in the entire ship went red, and that that just red color palette. Yeah. For the rest of the episode, it was like a uh, flip switching uh, into this sort of horror mode of him kind of hunting them down one by one Ugh. and picking them off, which they, they should have like stuck together more, right? First rule of the, yeah. the horror movie is yep. you don't split up. Uh, yep. Yeah. Going back to the uh, the Twilight character, and I, yeah, write it down. I am disagreeing with Holly here. Holly here. <laughs> uh, I think of all the new sort of gang members that we met, uh, I liked her the most. Um, I thought the portrayal was good. The actress uh, is the same actress who played Osha in in Game of Thrones and yeah. Tonks. Natalia Tena. I knew that yeah. I recognized her from something. Yeah, yeah I thought it's hard to tell with with all the makeup on. Yeah, uh, but I thought she did a good job, and I liked the the portrayal and the sort of the connection and history that was hinted at uh, with the Mandalorian. But yeah. uh, her her and the big Deveronian dude were together like when it all started with the. The Mandalorian hunting them down, and then they yeah. they still split up. 
Yeah. So I don't, I don't know what they were thinking there. Like, they really uh, amateur move. But like you said, classic. I mean, that's a classic horror scenario. And he yeah. he was almost like the uh, the guy from Jigsaw. He's just like up there kind of in the what control I, room. Yeah, that's it, what right? I said. I was like, this yeah. is like we're watching saw but in yeah. the star wars universe because was, yeah. he kept closing off all the doors and they were kind of like rats in a maze you're right he kept closing off the doors and funneling them to exactly where he wanted them to go yeah and they, uh, yeah and uh, one of my favorite scenes though was i don't know if it was i think he killed the lights completely and there was just the strobe and every time the strobe went off the mandalorian was moving to a different place I got chills. Yeah, it like it freaked me out. It was so well done. Um, but I mean, then yeah, the 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 big surprise at the end. I thought he killed them all. It, that that's what was great about how this this episode was executed because I've been calling the Mandalorian kind of, like a little bit of a softy. Like he just kind of seems like a good dude. But then this in this episode, I'm like he killed every single one of them. And, and then maybe that's. But you know what's yeah. weird? Okay, so the first guy, I don't know who some of these. Yeah. characters were the the big guy with the horn big red guy yeah 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 um hellboy he, yeah right let's call him hellboy <laughs> i don't remember what his character was called it's like berg or something yeah, Bear. yeah, 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 yeah. It was something yeah. like that um, he is a character that was in episode four or not a character a species the deveronians there's yes. one at the cantina You're absolutely right episode four of yeah. course like luke pulled that out of nowhere oh, he's got, it's a, it's i would a not steal <laughs> trap up there he, he, i wouldn't expect anything less I, that's what yeah that's what he's he's our star wars freaking encyclopedia. encyclopedia i know i know um i don't know did you guys think that the mandalorian's first intention was to kill him i mean he dropped the door on him and then he picked the door back up and so yeah. the mandalorian hit hit him sideways with the door yeah it seemed like that dude was dead i thought everyone else yeah. was alive like oh, i yeah. wasn't surprised when they were shown at the end alive but i i thought he was at least dead getting smashed in two yeah. doors but I, I guess not. that's a great point though Holly. like how, how how would he have planned him to survive like i just yeah and he's the only character who because because i was thinking the whole time i was like i'm not sure if they're dead because we never actually saw him kill them yeah which we've seen him kill people before in the mandalorian so it would be weird that he went through all this trouble to knock them down but not kill them or they yeah. that he would kill them i mean and not see it rest, on camera yeah rest in peace Jawas. yeah all right yeah seriously <laughs> r.i.p um and that blaster would have came in handy here you know what i'm saying if he had that on him right show's over um, disintegrate yeah, which I don't know. I guess it's kind of small, tactical. You can't carry some huge mm -hmm. rifle in with you. But you're right, though. And I don't even know. One door fell on him. And he was holding that up. And those other doors closed. I don't even know how. He got him to that cell. Yeah. It's a little confusing. It's I'm just going to trust that he you know, had a gadget that helped Mandalorian him with Mandalorian magic. Yeah. And that, now at the end, I did believe, you know, the, the actual job. The We'll call him the bounty, whatever he was. Um I did believe that he wasn't going to kill him for some reason. I don't know, but I thought everyone was going to be dead and they're not, but that's awesome. And I think it leads to your point, Holly, that we're, we're meeting characters every episode very quickly. And then it feels like they're going to come back at some point. And so, but we don't know, we don't know. I and mean, this could be the last time we see any of these. I don't know. That's a lot of character building for no payoff at the end or next season or something like that. But well, yeah, knows? I think you, you said, mentioned next season there. I think that's the big thing is that this is already greenlit and in production for season two. So yeah, I, th I think a lot of these characters are, go are going to come back around in that second season. And that could be him. That's like 
what the big deal is. All of these people are after him now. And is he going to have a posse to help him out? We assume so. Um, but well, who's it going to be? Yeah, it's got to be Cara Dune, for one. I want her to come back this season. I, agreed. Agreed. Um, but I, I'm coming to accept that these it's it's a very very episodic show and i'm wondering if that'll change once we start getting a goal in mind i would think it would have to but i'm accepting that now and maybe that's it's funny after six episodes i haven't come to terms that this is a episodic thing and it's all going to be different each episode um but i've come to terms with it now and maybe that's why i enjoyed this episode more than a lot of them um but i was getting worried for a bit guys i gotta say i was getting worried that we were giving the Mandalorian a pass. And I say that very carefully. It's something that Luke and I have talked about a bit, but for it felt like for a little while and maybe still a little bit that, that we're giving Mandalorian a pass because Dave Filoni's behind it, John Favreau's behind it, and there's not a ton of criticism out there about it when I think it is deserving of some critiquing. Um, are you guys, do you, Luke, do you, how do you feel about that? Do, do you kind of think that that maybe is a thing for me? It's, it's still riding the high of the first three episodes. I think if you, yeah. if you look at those first three episodes separate mm -hmm. from the last three, mm -hmm. those first three episodes were very like serial and like, yeah, one led after the other, even though there was kind of a side adventure in episode two, it's still was all like developing in the same way or, yeah. you know, I keep talking about episode two as sort of the big point of that episode is seeing revealing to the Mandalorian, how strong the baby Yoda is in the force. Yeah. And so it, even though it seems like this little side mission thing that doesn't connect, Oh, it does. And it moves the story forward in that way. Yeah. And so if you look at those, I think those episodes are so strong. And for me, the first three are my favorite three of, if I had to sort of put, you know, half of those episodes in my top and half of the episodes in my bottom, I would put those first three yeah. probably in my top. And so I think it's still writing how strong they came out of the gate with those. And then it's gone. It's been different in these past few. Yeah. Uh, and I think maybe it is more open to some criticisms. Um, but that's just kind of some of the things that we built up in our own head about what we expect from, from shows yeah. now, I think. And we just kind of have to, see what this is giving us and sort of readjust what we're expecting from it. That's a great point. And, and if you think about it too, I mean, this is their first original series on Disney plus you got to make the first three feel epic. Obviously baby Yoda was mm -hmm. that. And, but they were like Luke said, it was seamless and, but they needed to come out with a bang and win people over. And they are riding that high, maybe to a point where they feel like they can, they knew that they would be able to take some risk at this point. Holly, do you think you kind of see that playing out that way? Yeah, I have seen some people say that this was this one. And then what was it? Chapter four that yeah. you didn't like so much yeah. were uh, I seen people call them throwaway episodes. Yeah, you're starting to hear that come out. You heard that in the Clone Wars. You heard it in Rebels and you, you weren't hearing it much until now kind of later on. Yeah, you're right. But I don't I don't think that these were so much throwaway episodes. So I don't necessarily agree with that, but I do think that last night after I was after we watched that episode and then I was thinking about it a little bit more, I found myself being like, Okay, but like 
where are we actually going with this? Yeah. Like now after I didn't feel that way until after this episode where I'm kind of questioning what yeah. is the point of this? Why yeah. why are we seeing all this stuff happen? I don't even know where we can go with this now. And I think that's a natural reaction that you'll have to not enjoying something as much, which is good. It's I think you appreciate so far what it what it's been and then you can kind of see something you're not so fond of and you're like, okay, where are we? I think I had the same reaction. Yeah. I think Luke's probably had similar reactions to that. So it's totally normal and, and I think it's, yeah, it, it is. You just have to accept that we're, we're building something here and we could go three or four seasons with it and it's going to pay off. It's just, um, I don't know, but you're right. I do want to learn more about The Mandalorian. Um, I'm just accepting that there's only two more episodes. How much more could we possibly learn? Um, then again, you know, we do have a baby Yoda after, you know, yeah. right from the beginning. So who knows? There, there mm -hmm. could be something there in the, the end. Um, speaking of baby Yoda, I have to tell you guys. Oh, come so on. So after we saw um, baby Yoda use the force earlier on. Oh, yeah. I was like, he doesn't know what he did. It just came to him naturally, and he acted on emotion, and he right. tried to save Damn it. his, he thought the Mandalorian as somebody who yeah. he needed to save and protect, whatever you want to yeah. call it. But in my mind, I was like, he has no idea what he did. I think Michael disagreed with me. I did. Me. I totally Michael was like, no, he, he's 50 years old. He knows what he's it doing. He's like done it. this before. And then yeah. in this episode, I felt vindicated, and you then did. it very quickly got taken away. But um, not so much, I guess. No, 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 no I don't think so. Because there's that droid who's on the Razor Crest waiting mm -hmm. for them to come back to the ship. Yeah. And Baby Yoda comes out, and he's searching for him. And then he pulls out his gun, and he starts walking back towards where Baby Yoda is. Mm -hmm. And um, Lil Green Bean puts up his hand. He does. And then the guy, the droid pulls his blaster out and then ends up shooting himself with the blaster. Yeah. Or so we think. Yeah. And then... Green Bean just stares at his little hand like, oh, my what? God. And so that? in my mind, I was like, ha, I knew it. Yeah. I called it. You did. I knew he had no idea what he was doing. He just yeah. knew that he could do something. And then the droid falls, and it's the Mandalorian standing I, behind him. You did call it because I completely disagreed with you. I thought that this, it just kind of came naturally to him. Um, but you, you nailed it. And it, it, that was a big moment, I think, in the show because – I don't know. It just it just is. It shows that he's you know he does need protecting, and it's not. And you know it's what? Not else? hard to believe that he was captured and you know was was taken hostage. You know what else it shows? It shows that all of those Yoda like species yeah. still need to have somebody train them in the art of using the Force. Yeah. No, that's true. Yeah, and that, that somebody and that's. Yoda, I think at some point talks about his master. Luke, do you recall that? I can't. I don't know where I would have read that, but at some point he talks about his own personal experience. A little bit of it, maybe not. Maybe I'm making that up. Read a book. Could read a book. I said no, write. No, I said write a book. Michael, read a book. Come on, <laughs> Jesus. Pick it up. That's not what I said. Yeah, I don't. I don't know, Luke. Do you? Do we know any? We we don't know really much about his training, do we? Yeah, I'm drawing a blank on that. I, I bet there's some line somewhere in yeah. the Clone Wars or something that you're pulling from that yeah. I can't think of. But, yeah, I mean, we f we figure – and I think there's lines from people like Qui-Gon and others or, and even like Obi-Wan in Episode Four saying like the you know the Jedi were the protectors of the galaxies for yeah. a thousand generations. So we know that even as old as Yoda is, 
he's not older than the order. So say yeah, somebody must have true. trained him. I don't know. That's very I don't know true. who that is, but who his master was, but and maybe this is all leading up to something I don't know. to now, learn about that. See, now I'm like, now this is making me want that story. Oh, so you're I not know. out is no, what no, you're no. saying. I'm not out. I think yeah. I said last night, I would have still watched this episode. Yeah. I think this is just one that I would have had on in the background yeah. and not paid so much attention to. And that's okay. But that, well, I, I think, uh, yeah. If you want to sort of work at it a little bit, you can get, a bit more of a through line from from any of the episodes i think at least in terms of just what you learn about the characters yeah i think if we want to stretch it a little bit uh what we learn about the mandalorian in this episode is that he used to run and be in tight with yeah like some pretty shady characters and Great so point. it kind of kind of rubs against the fact that he did this altruistic act of saving baby Yoda after he had turned him in. Yeah. Great point. Uh, knowing that like, Oh, I don't think this, this, he's going to have a good end if he sticks with, you know, the people who hired yeah. the Mandalorian to find him. And so I think it adds more weight to that episode three when he goes back, rescues him and then, you know, takes off with him that this is not something that would have been expected from this character by the people that that knew him, you know, like this gang who, who knew him in the past and, you know, are not, uh, you know, people out there doing good. Uh, and, he, you know, Mandalorian is just like them and was doing the same sort of stuff as, as them. So I think it, it kind of shows that this was a big turn for him. That's a that's a great point, too. Yeah, because because we all were kind of shocked that he went back for baby. Oh, at least I was a little bit. But I think it was just because. He's a Mandalorian, like he's a BA, like I, they don't do that kind of stuff. But now we're learning, like even some of these characters on this team were talking about specific things that he had done that he didn't want to talk about yeah. and they didn't necessarily want to talk about because they were apparently so terrible. Like, ask him. It was bad. So the, he's done some really terrible things and seemed to be maybe like the leader of those terrible things at the time. Um from what we could deduce from what was said. So I thought that, yeah, that's a great point, Luke, that it were just these little moments where they seem like they may not be telling us much. They, they really are when you break yeah. down and think about it. Um, so that was, that was awesome. Now <laughs> the baby Yoda thing, I was hoping the entire time that he was going to show once again, his ability. Um, but it was cool because he was playing like a little hide and seek with the guy for a bit, which was also kind of, kind of had that horror vibe for me. So I thought him and Mandalorian were going to do something at the same time. And he was just going to like, just like wreck this, like this droid. Um, but it didn't happen. I was kind of bummed out about that, but it really shows he needs, he needs care. Like this thing cannot survive yeah. on his own as many frogs as he can swallow and rhinoceros <laughs> as he can live. He needs someone to take care of him. Um, but I thought that was, that was a really cool moment. And, and, uh, Another cool moment for me was getting to see some aspects of the New Republic. Like, as much as it was, like, just droids and stuff. Like, even just seeing, like, the New Republic, like, logo on the droids. Mm -hmm. And, like, seeing a, whatever. I think he was just the kind of the control guy of the ship. Um, but seeing his helmet that, like, really resembled, yeah. like, um, like, like Leia's, uh, her team on, on her ship and stuff like that. It was, it was cool. I know it had some, I don't know. It made me. It made it feel a little 
it made me feel like I was in the Star Wars galaxy. But uh, the droids, though, seemed pretty worthless. I, they didn't really seem to do much. Well, I mean, the Mandalorian hates droids anyway, so I kind of think they make they. I, yeah. In my opinion, I feel like we're kind of seeing the droids from the Mandalorian's perspective. Yeah. And like we don't like them either. So uh, that's a another great point. They really hit home again a few times about him hating droids. Do we think this is just some <laughs> the Mando hates droids thing? Or is it something that has to do with his past? Did, is it that the droids killed his parents? Like, is it something he's holding inside that is from the past? It's a really great question. An issue? I, I don't know. Luke, did you notice they were bringing that up quite a bit in this episode? Yeah, definitely. They've, they've hit that that uh, issue a couple times throughout the series. And I think it, it, it definitely goes back to his experience as a kid in the Clone Wars and that flashback that we've yeah. gotten a little of that I think we're definitely going to get more of. In either episode seven or eight, yeah. we're really shocked if we don't get a, a furtherance of that flashback with a little bit more yeah. detail. I feel like one of the big reveals of episode eight will be how he got out of that situation. Who's yep. who's his Saw Guerrero who comes and yeah. rescues him from the hole that he's hiding in, like, you know, with Jenner. So, so I, I think I'd be really surprised if there's not some sort of reveal to that. Yeah. Uh, but you talking about the uh the one new republic human on the ship yeah is is a good segue into a lot of things that i want to talk about with all the cameos in the episode now i, yes. I didn't catch this cameo when it was happening but uh once the credits roll and i saw who played uh the new republic guy that they ended up getting killed yeah did you catch who that was no it was uh matt lantern who voices anakin throughout the entire clone war series Holy <laughs> that's so awesome I, I didn't, I didn't I recognize pick, him by his did, face because I'm only used to his voice. Yeah. But, uh, I, I'd recognize his name in the credits. I and, couldn't. Yeah, I didn't pick up any Anakin in there when he was speaking or anything. But now I'm going to go back and check it out. I know. Now I want to rewatch it. Yeah. Too. Yeah. And then there was a huge. Uh, and I probably wouldn't have recognized the other two if it wasn't in the context of seeing Filoni. Yeah. But <laughs> when the X-Wings all get there yep. and the first pilot see is Filoni I'm like oh my god it's Steve Filoni piloting mm-hmm. that one and then like based off that I realized the other one was Fama Yua and Deborah Chow yeah. was the third I think I probably wouldn't have got those two yeah but the context of them arriving with Dave I was like oh and those two yeah. are you know two of the other directors which is pretty cool. I thought that was awesome. I think when yeah. Dave Filoni came on the screen, oh. I just like pointed at the TV and I was like, oh, 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 like I was bird watching. <laughs> yeah. Like it was a Sasquatch sighting. I like got so excited. I don't yeah. even know why. I don't know why that made me so Everyone happy. looks a little different in a yellow jumpsuit. <laughs> like I it mean, was just like, wait, is that Dave Filoni? Because you're used to see him in a freaking cowboy hat. I right. think I've seen him once without the hat on. Which you know what's so funny? <laughs> yeah. Didn't the first three episodes have such a Western feel? They couldn't have figured out a way to put Dave Filoni in a cowboy hat. But, uh, yeah, he's the only the one three. not wearing his helmet. He's like the rogue kind of pilot. Yeah. He's just in the cantina with that the hat been over sick. him. That would have been sick. I thought yeah. that was such a nice little surprise. I thought it was awesome. I wonder if we'll see any more of that. I, mean, I hope so. We know Fav. What, what, did, did they ever confirm Favreau was in the, the big uh, the juggernaut suit? What was the... the I don't oh. think anyone did officially, but it's... Uh, they I don't didn't like it, right? Do too much work to hide it. I don't think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was rumored. Yeah, that was interesting. What What else really stuck out in this episode? Um, 
for you guys? Anything in particular? Oh, you know what? I really liked it at the very end. This this was like my favorite part. I think I said this at the end of the episode. I was like, okay, this kind of brought me back into it. When the Mandalorian slips the tracking device into the bounties. That was awesome. What he it was like in the bounty's pocket or some satchel or something. Yeah. And then he like has that ship go and he's like, kill him. But then. Yeah, that was awesome. I just really liked that he pulled it out and they both were just like, are you kidding? What what is the? Yeah, no, that was awesome because it felt like, oh, crap. Now they're going to go get that. Now they're going to go chase him and it's going to suck. And he's going to get stranded on some other probably Jakku. Um, He'll, you know, have to go in for repairs there. Scavenge. Meet up with But I thought that that was that would be cool. But this is that would be okay. That would be wicked. Right. But how old is Ray? Or not born at all? Very, very young. I don't even know if she would be born yet. Or um, just an infant baby child. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, because it's only six years well, after. Well, maybe the Mandalorian will just adopt another child. <laughs> maybe the Mandalorian and is Ray's father. And leaves her on Jakku. Holy <laughs> cat. Ray is baby Yoda. This is an exclusive. Oh, that's not the sound bite <laughs> I was going for, but uh, this is an exclusive. Um, I did, I did. That also phrasing, um, but uh, that no, that was a great episode. Luke, anything else really stood out for you? We won't rehash the episode too much, but anything really stick out um, as well as those pilots that we all loved. I think one of the the cool little tidbits I liked was uh, the fight with the the Deveronian. Uh, you know, massive dude when he tried to use the flames on him and he was clearly <laughs> you know, like immune to the flames. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was a nice little, little twist on that, oh. uh, that fight. And just, I don't know why it, maybe it was done on purpose, but I was a little surprised at how casual the, uh, the X-Wing pilots were, all the directors Agreed. doing their cameos. Yeah. They just like roll in there and they almost seemed like they underacted it. Maybe that's why they're, uh, directors yeah. and not uh yep. actors. actors could not agree more <laughs> i was like yep. should there be a little more flavor to this they're just like oh yeah they're uh they're launching a gunship uh okay we, we should and take it out blast <laughs> yeah like, I, there's no like i like I, I, killing I, I, them like doing a radio no. like communication like this is the new republic military stand yeah. down they just like, oh, they're launched in gunship. Uh, I guess we blast them. Okay. They didn't, they didn't <laughs> ask for authorization. Yeah, they didn't hail them at all. I was also going to bring that up because it just felt strange. Yeah, the acting and stuff alone, I was going to give them a pass on. But I'm like, they're just going to go in and blow this thing up? Like, I, I, I guess so. I, that's, I thought that was crazy. But I guess if they have a... Well, what, but that, I, what was it was its a purpose? distress it was signal. A distress they already signal. knew that yeah. they were under attack. But what if you have one of your new Republic people on there, and that's why the distress signal's on there? You just blow it to hell? Maybe it just doesn't matter at that point. I don't know. We might have to email Dave Floyd and say, Dave, what were you doing here? Come on the show. <laughs> like, bring your hat. Yeah. I, I, I don't even know. I don't think Dave... No, th- Dave didn't direct this one, so... Yeah, so they got to take their directing chops off for a sec and, and, and do a little, you know, not-so-great acting. Well, it was fun, though. It was fun. It was good. It was good. Um, I don't know if he had a, a code name. I don't. I didn't recall hearing one, but they didn't do a check-in or anything, which was also kind of a bummer. Um, Big Red standing by. Big Red? <laughs> Red October standing by. Red October. Yeah, that's a whole... I know what... You know what it is. <laughs> I know what the Red Just October is. Just making sure. Um... Yeah, so I, I don't know. I really enjoyed that episode. It felt, I don't know, it felt different from everything, but I liked, I really liked the horror aspect. Um, and I liked that the Mando just felt like he was in charge. And I thought that was cool because it's, 
it's felt like he hasn't ha- hasn't been in charge really lately. The jaw was when he was escaping the city. <laughs> this time though, I was like, this guy's kicking butt because when he was getting owned by um, Big Red or whatever that guy's name was, <laughs> Red October. Red October. Yeah, that's his code name now. Um, it just felt like he was out of control, but then seeing him kind of own everyone was really cool. And the fact that he let him survive, and I'm sure they're all going to come after him now. Um, it's going to be fantastic. It's going to be fantastic. Uh, anything else about the episode? Last call. Last call. Oh, I'm excited for chapter seven. Do we know a title or anything? I couldn't oh, tell you what it is. Know. Um, but it is Wednesday of this week, right? Wednesday of this week, so we're going to be ready. Um, we're probably going to be doing a live podcast Wednesday night right before the Rise of Skywalker, so um, maybe we'll be talking about this episode. I don't know if I can get that in and get a live stream set up. I'll do my best, um, so maybe we'll, we'll, we'll put a little spoiler hold on Episode 7 um, or Chapter 7, sorry, of The Mandalorian, and we'll just talk about the Rise of Skywalker and kind of give it its time. Um, but moving on from the Mandalorian, Holly, we've got an email. We do. It's quite a long one. It is. Would you like to take a stab at it? I will. (laughs) Okay. All right. So this is from Nate, AKA Nettie. Nettie in the house. In the house. Okay. He said, Hey everyone. We are about a week out, so I thought I would throw my episode 9 theory into the ring. Come on. So, as an obligatory spoiler warning. Yeah. Spoilers for Star Wars Rebels episode, The Rise of the Old Masters and The Mandalorian. Have I seen The Rise of the Old Masters episode? Mm, I don't think so, but... Well... The Rise of the Old Master. I couldn't even tell you what season that's from. I don't know, but we'll consider it spoiled. It sounds like it's from three or four. So, before I get into The Rise of Skywalker, I'm going to start with a couple of background items. Okay. In the aforementioned Rebels episode, Kanan and Ezra break into an Imperial base in search of the Jedi Master Luminara Unduli. Okay, so you have seen that. Yes. Unsurprisingly, they found out she was dead and that was a trap. Mm -hmm. However, they also find a coffin that holds Luminara's remains. My question based on this is why did they keep her remains? They could have just as easily set up the trap without them. Luke, you recall this episode? I think... When they find out that she's, it's just her spirit, she walks towards the remains. And it almost seems like that's where. This her is where they go lies. into the cell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, I'm yeah. just making sure I'm thinking of the right episode. Yeah, right, Luke? I mean, it, it, to me, I guess I kind of assumed you would need the remains in order for her spirit to kind of, I don't know, be around. I don't even know how to describe it. What would they need it for? Yeah, that's like uh, that's a, f- a fairly early Rebels episode, um, and I don't recall the 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 remains part of it. It's been a while since I watched it, and I I thought I kind of assumed it was more of like a a hollow projection, but I don't know. Maybe it was more uh, more magical than that. Like I don't know, the Emperor doing some crazy yeah. stuff there, but it's. Yeah, so I'm struggling to kind of pull the uh, imagery of the remains, like the actual, like, casket or whatever. Yeah. Uh, I can't pull that out of my head right now. Yeah. It, it, it's, I guess I never thought of it that way, that it was someone else doing, like, projecting her. Im- I thought it was, like, her spirit, but oh. if she was a Jedi, like, I guess at that point, sh- sh- I don't, she didn't. 
I don't know, know how to do that. It like become one with the force apparently. Well, so. now knowing or that did she that the episode was called The Rise of the Old Masters. Wow. I okay, we got to hear where Nate goes with this because now it's got my mind kind of churning with ideas. So let's see what Well, he Nate's say. theory is that they were keeping her remains to use in research of cloning force users slash finding a way to extract the midichlorians to use to create further force users. We know the Inquisitors, at least most of them, were former Jedi who also turned. Well, if they were able to succeed in this goal, it would allow for them to create more Inquisitors as well as for other reasons I'll get into later. Yeah. I know everyone has midichlorians. However, Qui-Gon in episode one makes it sound like the more midichlorians one has, the more powerful they are with the Force. Yes. So maybe it's possible for one to be imbued with more midichlorians, which I thought, like, Yoda species had more midichlorians, and that's why they were a little stronger with the Force. So maybe I'm misinformed. They, they, I mean, we know that Yoda had the highest that they really had on record, and, and Anakin surpassed that, which is why they thought he was super special. But do you think that this is also what they wanted the little green bean for in The Mandalorian? Dead or alive, it doesn't yeah, matter if they're I, extracting I, the midichlorians? The more these cloning, and I don't even know if you call it. I think we might need to stop call it cl- stop calling it cloning because I don't necessarily think that's where we're going with it. But it's to use the the essence of the metachlorians or something to create life, or it's something that Plagueis did to yeah. create life. I, I don't know, Luke. You, you, it's not really cloning, right? If we're going down this path, it seems to be something different. Yeah, it could be more just trying to understand the the biological linkages of yeah. force wielding that, you know, whatever that scientist uh, was, was trying to do with Baby Yoda in the short time they had him in custody. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It the, the, could be a lot more than, than cloning. Yeah. And I kind of hope it is more than that because I don't – cloning is a little like of a cheap – uh, yeah. way to go for me. And, uh, I hope yeah. it's not just strictly that, mm-hmm. but, uh, uh, I don't know for sure. It almost, I kind of getting a Frankenstein vibe. Like they're just taking all these parts, like Yoda's species lives a long time. That would be great to become the you know biggest evil of all time. <laughs> let's try to capture that. Yeah, yeah. Let's, uh, maybe we can find, you know, I don't know, something of Vader and use what, well, you know, it was powerful. I, I don't know. I don't know. It's 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 a bit of a stretch, but you know what? It anything's on the table with nine. Well, let's break it down. Come on. Now, before going forward, let me start by saying I know in the EU there are four sensitive clones: Luke and Palpatine clones. Luke with two U's. Luke, did I say it right? Luke. Luke. <laughs> <laughs> I think these were a thing. So those two four sensitive clones prove that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. However, in Force Unleashed two. I remember General Coda refusing to believe Starkiller was a clone, arguing how difficult it was to clone a Jedi. Now, maybe that was just Coda being stubborn, but I mm. think there's a base in it. Now, I do not know of any new canon items that either dispute or confirm the cloning of Force users, so I propose this is potentially something that is not known, or at least it's not perfective as of the OT. I mean, why would Pelpy not make the clone army Force users otherwise? Yeah. We know the clones are programmed to obey him no matter what, so that cannot be an issue. Also, why use former Jedi as Inquisitors when you could just use an entirely obedient clone? 
of a force user mm-hmm. or force using imbued clone a la midichlorian extraction and insertion. Again, it seems like the worst solution, especially given Pelpy's strategic genius. See, yeah, that to me, like Luke, that, that, that seems too easy. Yeah. If you can clone, yeah, find some, some force users and clone them and you got an army of force users. I, I just, it seems a little too easy. Well, plus if you're Palpatine, you wouldn't necessarily want more force users running around, especially ones sort of tapping into the dark side because Mm -hmm. they would, could rise to challenge him in in some way, which kind of, I guess, makes it hard to square the existence of the Inquisitors in new canon. It's like, I guess Palpatine would have stepped in and like killed any one of those Inquisitors if he, like at the slightest instance that he thought they had. Yeah. Like machinations against taking him or Vader down, uh, you know, and kind of taking their place. But um, you run that risk if you're sort of letting some dark side users foster and grow near you uh, that they might eventually want to take you out. So you got to keep a close eye on that. Yeah, and that's what makes it seem like he he knows the risk. He he knows the rule of two, and, and he's trying to, like Luke said, keep this power with him and that was one of the big things with the rules too it is the, you're limiting your numbers to keep the power and it almost made them more powerful to just not have a huge army and they could be much more secretive and more powerful um so he it does seem like though he has some like kill switch <laughs> with, with the inquisitors because yeah if they're a lot of them were turned jedi that there's something there that he's able to manipulate them so much that they they would never turn on him. I, and they don't ever seem to be the best, at least the Inquisitors and, and Rebels we see. They, they I don't know. They don't seem to be the most tactful. Um, but who knows? I don't know. It's it's it, it is. It kind of goes against um, the or the, the 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 EU stuff with with mm-hmm. the, with the rule two. Uh, we're bringing in Inquisitors now. There's all these dark side users. Okay, but like, is that going to be a thing? And I don't know. It's confusing. I'm confused. (laughs) Let's keep going then. Okay, into the Mandalorian for more evidence. Yeah. As has been pointed out on the internet, Dr. Pershing, who is the doctor that Luke referenced earlier, Dr. Pershing's outfit, particularly the symbol on it, seems to resemble Kaminoan outfits as seen worn by the clones in episode two. Mm -hmm. So -hmm. did the good old doctor study under the Kaminoans. Additionally, I believe in the child episode of The Mandalorian, Werner Herzog tells Pershing something along the lines of extract the necessary material. Mm-hmm. What is he extracting? We think we know. Yeah. We know the green bean, baby green bean, BGB. <laughs> BGB. <laughs> BGB. Oh, I like it. It's force sensitive. That's probably <laughs> trademarked now, so nice. Mm-hmm. Is Force-sensitive, so maybe that material is either A, his DNA to use in cloning procedures, which we've talked about before, too, I think, mm-hmm. or B, additional midichlorians to use to boost one's Force abilities. Yeah. Can you imagine if they bring back the whole midichlorian thing? It's like blood doping. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Lance Armstrong up in here Mix or something. Mix them all yeah. together and get a mutant. Uh. What if they're continuing this research as an attempt to give Palpy a new body, a new Force-sensitive body as part of his contingency plan? Yeah, it's it's so crazy because with everything we've learned, we're all out here kind of on the extremities. We're like, he's coming back, but how? Is, is he it, really? Is he in the flesh? 
is it just kind of his spirit? Um, if you watch the most recent clip, I know Luke and Holly haven't, but I will probably make them for Wednesday's discussion so we can talk about it. He may have been everywhere. He may have been people that Kylo encountered. He may have been someone he served. Who knows? It's we don't really know. And but we're all out here kind of on the periphery and it you can see kind of the end result and you're just like how did it be get there and it's I don't know. The whole it's I think we're all going to cloning because that's what we know in the EU. I, I don't think it's going to be a cloning thing. I really don't. It's it's something much more either complicated than that or it's more simple. Maybe we don't even find out. That would be kind of a letdown. <laughs> I, I, you, then you got, I mean, <laughs> I think we're going to find out. I think we're going to figure out what Snoke was and all this. Um, and it may, it may be more simple than we think, to be honest. Because mm. I don't think, I can't see this two and a half hour movie going into like the complexities of cloning and how Rey became this thing. Is she, you know, part Palpatine? Is she, I, I just, I see it being more simple than that. But then again, I'm a simple-minded guy, so. Well, let's keep going. Yeah. Okay, now the not 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 in my viewpoints and and my world view. I, that's not what I meant. I just am not the brightest. <laughs> <laughs> Ollie's like, wow, this feels slightly political. It really isn't. I mean, it's Star Wars. Yeah, there's politics in Star yeah. Wars. Go ahead. Okay, now that we are like seven paragraphs in. Oh no. Let's finally touch on the ST. The ST. The ST. As someone in the group, uh, I forget who, so he apologizes, pointed out, speaking of Snoke, yeah. Snoke wears a ring. Yeah. Daisy Ridley also has said that she kept a prop that was a ring worn by Dark Ray. Okay. So was Palpatine able to transfer his Force Essence, an ability that exists in the EU, I believe, into an item or two before his death? I don't know, Luke. I. It's a little too Horcruxy. It's like a. I know Harry, Harry Potter. Uh, although know. there could be some connections. You know, a lot of people I've heard speculate and say, you know, like, how much is this like Voldemort? Could he have? Could Palpatine's uh, essence be hopping into other bodies in the way that kind of Voldemort's would would take over like a another yeah. vessel? Yeah. Uh, and to have like yeah these these things these tangible things sort of encapsulating his spirit in some way it's uh i mean it's out there in our our storytelling and our mythologies that we have in modern day so it wouldn't totally shock me if it was borrowed from in some way but uh Definitely wouldn't be a totally original idea with how, how huge Harry Potter is. Yeah. yeah you know what I kind of like more? I, I, I like that Palpatine was taking, you know, Luke projecting himself times 10 to a, to a point where he was like present, but not present. I, I don't know how to explain it, but it's like Luke learned this from somebody. Yeah. Um, I, if, if, if you believe Yoda did it, when in you Rebels, say, yeah, when you say he was doing it when and where so he's doing it, Snoke for one. Okay. I think yeah. Snoke could have been, I, I definitely, I mean, there's definitely the Vader thing seems a little easy. Cause I feel like he could just kind of impersonate Vader, you know, in his mind or something like that. Like he's speaking to him or something. 
Um, this is why I want you guys to watch this clip because I think it's going to be a good conversation. It's not really spoilers. People are saying, oh, there's some spoilers. I don't know if it's really spoilers because it's a lot of what we've already kind of deduced, um, to Have be we? honest. Yeah, because we all know that now that Palpatine's back, that there was manipulation going on and a lot of it was Palpatine. So I think maybe the Vader... Him talking, like Kylo talking to Vader, I think could easily be explained. That's Palpatine kind of messing with him and and and, and messing with his mind because we know Palpatine could do that pretty easily. Um, it's the Snoke thing that's a little more difficult. Maybe I don't know if he's possessing someone. I guess I don't know, but it seems like he's the master of puppets here, um, and that somehow he's been there all along. So I don't. But the Force essence thing, yeah. I, transferring it into objects and stuff I, I i don't know we don't i mean that was a snoke thing the ring came out of snoke um when they were making the force awakens so if you're if it's now you know with dark ray or whatever it's a if it's a vision or she's actually a thing um i don't know if that ties us to to palpatine at all we, i don't recall um, palpatine wearing a ring we'll ever. get to that okay um so going with the clone and chlorian facts what if snoke was actually a botched or damaged clone a la his scared yeah. and deformed face yeah i actually like that <laughs> i do too it makes a lot of sense <laughs> also really disturbing it is but it makes sense though because you think like i always thought well snoke like was an old man and, and for a while i think a lot of us thought he was plagueis and this was plagueis coming back or he's preserved himself somehow but the fact that maybe he's like kind of an incomplete being who has kind of grown up that's kind of cool. Kind of gross. If I were a botched clone, I probably would join the dark side, too. Me, too. Because, I mean, yeah, why not? <laughs> At that point. Yeah, yeah. Um, However, Palpatine uses Snoke anyway, controlling him through the ring. Thus, he leads the First Order to power and seduces Ben to serve as a new apprentice and potentially, after unlocking his true power and potential, uses Ben as a new vessel. This is struck down when Snoke is actually killed by Ben. Wow. Yeah. So he so, so does does Nettie think that Palpatine is using Kylo as a vessel? That maybe Kylo doing you know manipulate manip but he was manipulating Snoke though. So how do you explain that? So he destroyed Snoke and now he's going to use Kylo. Is that his thought? That he's bringing him home, so to speak. To I don't know. He doesn't consume him. I think he might even be saying that was sort of a. Uh, a bump in the plan that yeah. Kylo took out uh, yeah. Snoke. I think he might be saying is that he was using Snoke to nurture Kylo until Kylo was uh, ready to, to be the a point. He, yeah. Interesting. Okay. And then, yeah, sort of Kylo's actions sort of short, short circuited that plan for the, the time being. But yeah. I, going, going back to what you were saying, Mike, about yeah. like the, the projection types thing, I, th I can't remember where it was. On what or from where that I, I somebody was speculating like and something that I saw that uh, oh yeah maybe Palpatine was never on the second Death Star in the events of Return of the Jedi and that wow I, I get that idea but that to me like is is too heavy-handed retconning of the original trilogy uh, and, yeah. and it seems like how do you retell that in a way that doesn't look dumb in nine. Yeah. So that, that one seemed to True. be a stretch for me, but like, yeah, 
we're obviously going to get some kind of flashback or heavy explanation about exactly like what Palpatine's been up to or how he's reemerged. And that's the thing, you because you don't you don't want them to change six so much that like none of it mattered. So if it was like if they're just like, oh, that was a double, like Palpatine had a double there and somehow he had force lightning and was able to do all of that. I, I, I don't know if I like that more than like they threw him down the shaft. He survived it somehow. I like that better, but I don't want I don't want six to be so like retcon isn't the right word, but like the con like what happened, there there were no consequences to it. I, I hope Palpatine died in some sense and has come back based on his abilities that he learned from Plagueis. I think that makes the most sense. I mean, it's technically canon. So I I don't know. I that, It scares me if they go back and they say, well, Palpatine was not actually there and it was his stepbrother or his twin brother. His and stepbrother. His stepbrother. It's a complicated Palpatine uh, <laughs> family there. But, uh, <laughs> There's um, too many twins in Star Wars already. It can't be a twin brother. But maybe he was pulling a, a, a Padme and he had doubles everywhere. But I, I, I don't. I really don't see that happening. It wasn't. You know? Yeah. I don't know, but he, it's, Plagueis. I feel like has to be. I, I th- if you want to please OG fans, not OG fans, like kind of Legends fans that really appreciated the Plagueis book and they like that that storyline, give them that. Give them that Palpatine had those powers. Explain to us what they were and how he learned it. But the cloning thing, I just, I don't know. Plagueis never talked about cloning or needing that to survive or do any of that. I just, I hope it's it's different than that. I, I don't really want it to be cloning. Anyway, going off on a tangent. Continue, sorry. Um, I don't know. I was just thinking that at the end when he was like, this is struck down when Snoke is killed by Ben, it kind of reminds me of what we were just talking about with the Inquisitors. Like, you could have all these clones and you could try to build, yeah. like, use Jedis to do all these things, but if they're already Force-sensitive and then they decide, oh, I can actually be more powerful than you. Yeah. I don't know. Also, it's it's yeah. the same thing that Darth Vader says in Episode 6 to Palpatine when he's like, yeah. he will join us or die. Yeah, and I mean, it's classically the Sith turn on each other and then they, yeah. they make sure that, you know, their rule stands, but I, I don't know. I, I, I like that Kylo, you know, taking out Snoke kind of threw every threw everything off of its track. He's like, wow, I didn't see that coming. Wow, Kylo is powerful. Yeah, well. And he's underestimating him, which could be yeah. his downfall ultimately in the end. Which is what they want you, like, they want to lead you to believe, but also shows, yeah. like, I don't know. I think that Kylo Ren is probably the scariest villain that we've had in all of the Star Wars movies. I, I can agree I with think that. so. And that's part of the reason why I don't want him to have redemption. But um, let's wait and see what Palpy has in store for nine because well, I think he's going to be terrifying. Yeah, but it just shows that he has his own plans. Like yeah. Kylo Ren has his own plan, and he. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe he's a little bit of an opportunist, and he's seeing all this <sighs> stuff come out, and he's like, "Well, I can work with that." I can't wait. Wednesday night, we are going to talk about those big subjects. Why is Kylo doing this? What is Palpatine's intentions? Are Palpatine and Kylo going to be teaming up? Are there going to be three different teams here and everyone's fighting each other? Those are the big questions we're going to talk about. It kind of feels like it. The sides aren't that clearly drawn, especially when you guys watch this clip. I cannot wait. You have to do oh it. I I didn't want to, but the moment someone tells me it's not even a it's not even a TV spot, it's a clip. I was like, play. It was spoilers. It's not spoilers. Ugh. It isn't. Because I'm going to tell you right now, everything in that we've talked about. 
everything in it we've talked about, we deduced from the prior movies. I'm telling you. You'll okay. find out. Okay, moving into episode nine then. Yep. We also know Palpy had a facility on Jakku, so what if Ray was another one of those clones or bodies meant to act as the host for Palpatine? Interesting. Meant to act as the host for Palpatine. I don't think that we've thought that before. Okay. Maybe there were even two Rays, either both located on Jakku, one taken to another planet to finish growing after the Empire loses the battle at Jakku. Filthy junk traders break into the now-abandoned Jakku Observatory and find a baby. They keep her for a while before selling her for drinking money. Mm. I mean, I'm not a father, but you have to be a cold dude to sell your child. Or lady. I mean, right, Luke? I mean, I don't think Luke's selling his cold. children. Not for a, a low price. <laughs> <laughs> Some drinking money. That's right. I just don't see it. Mm-mm. They keep her for a while before... Mm. Okay, sorry. Yeah, now okay. I'm... Yeah, that's okay. Nate, I made it so far through this email. Killing it. Okay. And I know we have a lot of bad people in Star Wars, but it just seems odd. Thus, Rey ends up, as we see her in The Force Awakens, broken, broken thinking her parents sold her or are coming back for her. Mm-hmm. The Force Awakens in her, easier done due to her being bred to be a strong Force-using vessel for Palpatine. Interesting. There's some juicy stuff in there. Yeah. The the aftermath books do a really nice job of of making you more interested in Jakku. One because of the the battle that takes place there between yep. the the New Republic and the remnants of the Empire, and then second because yeah, T- Palpatine has like a a temple of sorts mm-hmm. there. Uh, and I kind of like the idea if it goes down this road that I think most likely Dark Ray is a is a vision, and I think. Yeah. They've even kind of, in some interviews, almost spoiled that, maybe. Yeah. Uh, uh, but I could almost buy into the fact that there's multiple rays out there if it was sort of some sort of pet project of Palpatine's and uh, she comes face-to-face with a, fighting a dark version of herself. That'd be crazy. Uh, that would be kind of, yeah. That's kind of sounds like it's along the lines of what, what Nate's tapping into there. Uh, that might be a little bit of a stretch for... Uh, a main saga film, but something you would see like in a book or yeah. in an animated show or something like that. But it's it's an interesting idea given everything we have. Yeah, I feel like that would be that would have been something that we would have seen when she went into the cave when she was on the island with Luke. Yeah, well, we a lot s- of people. Yeah, a lot of people say that is that image of like so many of her reflecting yeah. is, oh, is supposed to be a hint. She's a clone. Yeah. I don't like that. Because I don't, I, that's, it's, you know what? Luke in the cave sees his own face. Mm-hmm. You kind of deduce what that means. Cool. If I go down this path, it could be a path of evil. If I don't, if I'm not prepared, I could turn to the dark side. Cool. It's not so clear with Ray and what she experienced in the cave. I, I, I find it hard to believe that that is supposed to imply that there's a bunch of clones of her out there yeah and she has all these weird moments too like when she's by herself like when she's at Maz's and she goes down into like the cellar or wherever she is and the lightsaber is reaching out to her she has a moment she hears the visions visions. it's so funny that you say that because in our watch our 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 
watching the Star. What do you call it? <laughs> rewatch. A rewatch. I almost said a watch back. I'm like that makes no freaking sense. <laughs> it's now sense. a watch back. Hey, we're gonna go do a watch back. You wanna come? <laughs> um, a rewatch, watching episode five, seeing Bespin and, and Luke and Vader fighting. I mean, just seeing that corridor that Ray sees. I'm going back to the Force Awakens and some of the stuff that JJ originally was gonna put in there with Luke's hand and where it was going or there's stuff that he was going to use that he ended up not using is they were actually going to have a shot of that fight with vader and luke fighting and you'd see the hand and all this stuff like it was kind of crazy thinking of it now where the movie went um so is he going to bring that stuff back in is luke's hand going to be important could she theoretically then be a skywalker if she's taken from the hand there's all these theories out there but to me, that sounds like it's more possible knowing that J.J. was going to do something along those lines originally. Um, he had those thoughts planted. So maybe they're gonna, we're finally going to see the result of that. I, I, All of that is everything that I said. I hope, this, I hope I this doesn't happen. And now it's looking more and more like it's going to happen. I, this I is what happens when you speculate too much. Well, here's the thing, too. You you you, you don't want to. I don't know. I feel like it also kind of takes away from Ryan Johnson's story a little bit. Yeah. With the Last Jedi, and that this individual, you know, just happens to be Force sensitive, and the Force knows that she's a worthy vessel, and kind of embodies her to to save the galaxy. That's kind of what I took away from that movie. But well, think about it, even from a a PR perspective. Yeah. One of the things that I think of is if there's a bunch of rays out there or multiple of any kind, it does kind of cheapen her yeah. as a character. It does. And yeah. she is what the entire sequel trilogy is built around. So like from a PR marketing standpoint, I guess you could do it in the final film and it wouldn't matter as much because you've already done it yeah. <laughs> and all the yeah. other things are out. Yeah. But just from like selling more Ray merchandise like would you want her to be cheapened by just being one of you're so right many clones you know like yeah and you would hope that the the people doing the creative things of making the stories are somewhat insulated from that kind of stuff but you know they're not entirely so oh. uh yeah you could see you know kathleen kennedy getting the script uh and it having all that in there and she's like no like uh bob Iger's not gonna go for that that's yeah. it's gonna yeah. hurt uh gonna hurt teacher t-shirt sales or something i don't know <laughs> well even just her image for the little the, the 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 kids that look up to her you know what i'm saying like it does thinking of it in that context it kind of cheapens it a little bit you know like i just the more and more i think about it i just don't like it i'm just afraid that's where we're going and i'm afraid that's a result of a lot of people hating on on ryan johnson's story i i really hope that they they don't just go in a completely different direction here from what we were you know what we're already going down but god in four days we're gonna find out i guess i just i don't know well yeah. so enter episode nine where the other ray clone is ready snoke's ring or another ring palpatine has been able to transfer his essence to yeah is placed on her finger and palpy is back in all of his evil and wrinkly glory disgusting after all, we have not seen Pelpy in person. The closest is the image of the cloaked figure sitting in a chair, screenshot included. He included a picture. But as has been pointed out, the chair almost looks like machinery. Cloning machinery? Question mark? Yeah. And who is the only figure we've seen wearing a dark robe? 
evil Ray. Yeah. yeah. Also, to me, in this brief segment of the trailer, Ray looks shocked as she backs away. And yeah, seeing the Emperor in his glory could do that. But I know if I say saw an evil version of myself, I would look just as shocked. True. This leads to Ray having to face not only her darkness, but Palpatine as well. It could be. Well, you know what I like most about him talking about the ring? I, I don't know if I like the ring being a huge deal, but I kind of like the fact that she's rising and it's her power is helping Palpatine. But if she's rising, then wouldn't that make her a Skywalker? Or is Palpatine the Skywalker technically? Yeah. Luke, is he technically a Skywalker? I have no idea what the hell you're talking if about. <laughs> if Palpatine fathered Anakin Skywalker, is he oh, okay. technically Let's the Skywalker see. that's rising? That's what you're saying. I don't know. Uh, it's a really weird way of thinking about it. but Because I, I think that Kylo's power and Rey's power rising at the same time the result, I think, is going to be Palpatine. I think like something about them and the Force rising has caused him to... Maybe that says, then, that Kylo isn't necessarily as evil as we think. You know, maybe he's not full Sith, supposedly. So if he's not dark, if there's the, not the balance of Rey's rising, is Kylo not there to counter her? Does Do we need Palpatine to counter? I, I don't know. I don't know disturbing it, it's a little disturbing but uh, so i don't know i, I don't know how much because i feel like then you got to explain that I and mean, we've already seen the dagger in the tv spots we got to explain the dagger what is it that they're using here are we just going to have all these little tools that are it's 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 like indiana jones at that point like we're gonna there's all these like secrets and things that like how are we going to explain that in two and a half hours we're not holy cow <laughs> are you saying this is a two-part no, I don't think it's a two-part. Okay. I mean, they've made it very clear this is the last one, but I think uh, there's going to yeah, be a lot yeah, of stuff. Yeah, 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 and yeah, I think yeah, there's going to yeah. be a lot of stuff that they don't want to explain because then they're like, What if we want to do something later? Or another TV series, or check out this book, check out these comic lines. I mean, this is still a business that we're talking yeah. about, and I think Luke kind of touched on that a little bit earlier. Yeah. They're still making decisions as a business to include or not include certain things. Yeah. So. Yeah. I know it's gonna be interesting. I don't know it's if we're gonna get all of our answers that we want in four days. Maybe a lot of it has to be answered, though. They can't. They can't just. This. I don't know. They're. Uh, yeah. I don't have words. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> uh, they got anything else in there? Yeah, he said. I'm sure there's a lot I probably left out. Like Kylo Ren's role in all of this, but I figured there's no harm in sharing. Besides making Holly read my ramblings again. Sorry, uh -huh. Holly. Uh, I made it through okay until now. like. The ninth paragraph when oh, I started yeah. tripping it's a long up. One. He said, but I hate listening to my voice on recording. So he's going to make everyone <laughs> listen to mine instead. We all do, Nate. And really don't want to pull up an episode of the podcast and have to leave because I can't stand <laughs> my voice. Come back in five minutes. No, leave us a voicemail. Yeah. Uh, no matter what, I'm pumped for nine and I can't wait for more. Keep up the awesome work. And Chewy would not forgive me if uh. I didn't tell y'all to give him another treat. Oh, uh, well, if you see him in the video, he's. I don't even know if you can. He's hanging off the cat. I want to go ahead and do this so everyone can see. Choo-choo, you want a treat? He's laying. Well, you couldn't see him, but his face was His face was hanging off the couch. Uh, he was in a slumber, and then Holly woke him up. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't know. 
we, we, we have a lot to discuss Wednesday because I don't want to get into it too much because I, I need answers. I need I need someone to tell me what we're going to find out in this movie. Um, so you guys, your homework is to go watch <laughs> the clip because I'm going to tell you right now, it's going to blow your mind. Um, and there's not, it's not long. It just kind of goes, it's a few seconds. It goes into the TV or the, like the normal trailer then, but it's, it's pretty interesting. It's pretty interesting. Um, so we'll have more to talk about Wednesday. I just, I don't even know what to say because it's just kind of everywhere. I don't know what to expect at this point because I like what they've done. I like Ray being this icon and like Luke said, they kind of just say, well, there's tons of them out there and you know, she's just kind of this experiment. It kind of cheapens it. He's so right. It kind of cheapens it for you. We've built her up to be awesome and let's, let's kind of keep that, but maybe, um, you know, you know we, she just needs to rise to the occasion because, you know, Palpatine now knows how to come back from the dead and how we're going to defeat him. I don't know. I feel like that could just be enough for me. Um, but when we bring in rings and the dagger, then, and I, I, you got a lot of, you got a lot of explaining to do. We, we already need to figure out Snoke and his involvement and how Palpatine's coming back and stuff. And I, I feel like that's a lot to explain. If you're going to compare it with Harry Potter and kind of the, the, the essence and the horcruxes and stuff like that, they've explained that over multiple movies, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, because I'm pretty sure in multiple movies they're hunting horcruxes. So we wouldn't get it in just one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I feel like that's in a half a movie, that's a lot to explain. So uh, we'll see. I, I don't know what to expect. I really don't. But we're excited. But we're excited. Um, what else? I mean, we're already an hour and 16 minutes. I have hyperspace inquiries. Do we have time for hyperspace inquiries? I think we have. Seven minutes in hyperspace. Seven minutes. It doesn't have to be be seven. Two minutes. You have to set two minutes on the clock. And the point is to ask and answer as quickly as possible. I don't know if I remember my questions, though. Is that a problem? Yeah. Did you write them down? Uh, Some of them. Some of them. Um, Yeah. So I'm, 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 I'm ready to go whenever you are. Holly and Luke. Uh, okay. So, folks, this is a, a, another installment of Hyperspace Inquiries. Like we said last time, if you're in hyperspace, you're never in hyperspace too long. I'm approximating two minutes. So, <laughs> we have questions that we're just dying to ask one another. And if you're doing it in hyperspace, it has to go quickly. So, if the hyperdrive's prepped, I mean, I don't see why we can't make the jump. <laughs> the Holly? hyperdrive is prepped. The, hop- the hyperdrive is prepped. That's okay. That's what she said. We're going to start with Holly. We're going to go to Luke then and then to myself. All right. Ready? I am prepping the hyperdrive now. Okay. Two minutes on the clock. Um, Question number one. Would you rather have a blaster or a lightsaber? Lightsaber. Luke? Sorry, lightsaber. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, Question number two. Would you rather be on Darth Vader's bad side or Snoke's bad side? Oh, my God. Uh, I say Vader because I feel like people have moments where they actually talk him down. (laughs) Luke? Uh, Snoke. Ooh. Okay. All right. My final question. What planet would you like to take a vacation to? Oh. Luke? Octo. (laughs) (laughs) 
no beaches. Uh, I feel like I've been to Scarif already. Uh, I want to say Mustafar. Oh. The darkness. Okay, well, just for the fun of it, mine would be Kashyyyk. Ooh. Moving on. Great point. Luke, questions? All right. You're, there's an MMA-style fight between a Wookiee and a Lasat, who's Zeb on Rebels. Who are you betting on? A Wookiee. Oh, uh, yeah, I still think he could he could rip Zeb's arm up. Forty five seconds. Off. Yep. All right, road trip. Yes. Who's gonna Who's gonna be your tour guide? Dexter Jetster or Jocasta New, the Jedi librarian? <laughs> Jocasta New. I'm gonna say Dex. Oh. He'd be a lot of fun. Well, that's true. And he could all point right, out Mike. different locations with all of his arms. All right, Mike, go. Uh, 25 seconds. Oh, 25 seconds. My phone's locked. Where are the questions? Ooh, speaking of lightsabers, Holly, what's your color lightsaber? Purple. Purple, Luke? Green. Green. Mm. Hmm. We're going to probably dissect what those colors mean in another episode. So oh, this is a two-part question. What force power would you absolutely have to have if you were a force wielder, and why would you have it? Holly? Force push. For what reason? Uh, so I could get things out of my way. Like a remote. Or, no. I would not want to push the remote you out of my way. You would want to pull the remote. You would want to force push traffic. Yeah, like cars, traffic. And, yeah, like cars and traffic Smart. And stuff. Smart. Luke? Yeah, just the object moving more, more for the summoning rather than the pushing it away. Ah, telekinesis yeah. from both. Also, um, over or under 50%, what's your over or under on the Skywalker saga returning to Star Wars? Holly? Wait, can you repeat the question? Over or under 50%? Oh, 0%. 0%, Luke? Over 50 Wow. I'm going to say over 52. Remember when Luke and I were supposed to agree with each other? I know. We're coming out of hyperspace now. Those were fun ones. Those were good. Those were fun because, yeah, the lightsabers even, I think, that says a lot about a person. Luke, what what would you pull? What would you summon? Beverages. Yeah, Yeah, beverages. A housekeeper. A housekeeper. Oh, my God. A nanny. Somebody help. My dog when he tries to get away from me. Oh, he Here would he never try right to get now. away from you. Oh, now he heard that. <laughs> um, well, that was fun. Hyperspace inquiries are always a lot of fun. But you know what? Can I say this? I don't know about you guys. I struggle writing the questions every time. I don't. It takes me like an hour. I'm not sitting here saying I'm like thinking about it the whole time, but it takes me like an hour to get some questions going. I don't know why. I could think of questions all day. Well, I could just start firing them off at you, you guys right now. You might have to be now. the designated question asker then because I, I start to tap out after a while, put too much there pressure is, on myself. There <laughs> is a danger that every round my questions will consist of something related to Dexter Jetster, though. So Read up see, on him. You're seeing a theme with, with, with Luke. I think we need to start a diner, actually, Luke, and quit our jobs, and we can call it Dexter's. That's it? Dexter's? Yeah. That's the diner. I feel like it might even not even, even have a, like a Dexter's cheers vibe diner. To it. Oh, cheers! Just Dexter's. Could it be in Boston? Yeah, I think so. Cool. It could be like a pub feel, but we serve breakfast foods all day. Breakfast. I think he would be a great barkeep, right? I mean, out there just pouring drinks left and right with all of his hands, right? Yeah, I think that's a great point. I don't know, but Luke definitely has a fascination with Dex, um, <laughs> and I couldn't agree more. Um, so, anything else, guys, on your mind? I mean. 
speak now or bring it, you know, Wednesday night because we've got a lot to talk about. We are going to be doing that live episode. I'll get the details up. It's probably going to be eight or nine o'clock. And I know a lot of you guys got kids. You put your kids down, you know, do what you can to get in there in the live chat because I think it's going to be a fun one. Could be a long one um, as well. But I just want to get everyone's thoughts last minute before Thursday happens. I hope you have your tickets. Um, if you don't, you're probably not going to see the movie for a while. Let's be honest. Yeah, it's it's sinking into me really heavily now that that you are seeing it uh, about seventeen hours prior to myself because I I couldn't go a Thursday night but going Friday morning so yeah it's I've just, got a, a long seventeen hours more to wait. I'm telling you, Luke, keep that phone off. It's gonna be yeah, yeah and it's gonna be a restless night. I don't know if Luke's gonna get any sleep, but uh, you definitely don't want to fall asleep through this one. My department probably thinks I'm crazy at work because I'm like gonna leave work a little bit early. Wow. No. It's Star Wars. Yeah, they can, whatever, screw off. I don't care. They, <laughs> don't tell me what to do with my paid time off. That's right. You know what I'm saying? Um, you go do whatever you want to do. I'm going to go watch Star Wars multiple times. Everyone's multiple like, Are you times. really going to go see it twice? Yeah, I'm going to go see it four times. Test me. So, so test me. I'll be <laughs> seeing it all week at any point. Because um, Tom wants to go too. It's like, all right, Tom, you're probably fourth in line. Let's go You know, sometime during the week. Um, so hopefully you guys have your tickets. Like I said, if not, you might be out of luck unless you're going to go in the morning during the week sometime. But, uh, I cannot wait to talk about this, this, this episode. We'll, uh, we'll talk more Wednesday and then we'll probably do a live, like non-spoiler reaction right out of the theater. But, um, yeah, looking forward to Wednesday. I'll get the details out. Like I said, it's probably gonna be later. Uh, I will try to get in chapter seven of the Mandalorian, but I, to be honest, we're probably not even going to talk about it because I'm going to bring in some main big themes that we need to talk about and get it out there mm -hmm. um, to get ready. So plan on that. If you got some, you know, theories and stuff, you want to join the live chat, get them out there. Cool. Holly will do a great job of reading them. If you want to send an email, that's awesome too, just like Nate did. No um, tongue twisters. That's right. The, the group's got a lot of good discussion going on right now. Most of them have seen the clip that I'm referring to and all the TV spots. Um, so feel free to go in there and discuss with those guys as well. And if you want to send a voicemail, um, you could do that as well. Um, anything else, guys? I don't think so. I think that covers it. I feel like we nailed it. Nailed it. Another hour and a half long episode. I'm really sorry about that, but we just can't stop talking. Can't so stop. I want to thank Luke for joining us again. Holly, lovely to have you here as always. Um, and I guess we'll see you Wednesday night, guys. May the force be with you. <laughs>